T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Thanksgiving Eve. Everyone's rushing around, getting ready, getting prepared for the holiday. You can hang with us, sit back, relax. We'll entertain you because three games tomorrow, Perloff, NFL games on the slate. If you're asking me who has the most at stake tomorrow, I know I'm going to sound like, oh, it's just Maggie because I'm a Bills fan. I think the Bills do because you look at the rest of the games that the AFC East is going to play. They're, besides the Patriots, are only a two and a half point underdog in the nightcap. You have the Miami Dolphins, who are a 14 and a half point favorite over the Houston Texans, and you have. Samter's Jets, who despite all quarterback changes, Mike White's in, Zach Wilson is out, they are four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Chicago Bears. So to keep pace in that division, which now suddenly looks very uh, competitive, I think that the Bills have to win. But if you're going to make that argument, why not the Patriots? It could be the Giants, too, because well, now the NFC East with no, no. the Commanders coming on, I think is a lot more competitive as well. But the, it's a different situation. The Giants have no pressure because everybody's hurt. Nobody expects them That's to true. be even close. Yeah, they're a 10-point the underdog. Yeah, the injury list keeps growing. And now and their left tackle, Andrew Thomas, has mysteriously said, well, I can guess what it is, but he has an illness and isn't practicing. I think why not? The, why, why would you argue the Bills have more pressure than the Patriots? The Patriots are really going to be fighting for a playoff spot. That's true. Bills are too. Yeah. So I think they're almost in equivalent situations. But it does feel a little different, though, because of the expectations. If the Bills lose, it feels terrible. But the truth is, this is an important game for New England as well. It's a big, it's a big game for New England because I think New England, almost like, like who is safe from that 2021 draft class? I mean, Trevor Lawrence is safe. Justin Fields now is safe, but that was not a given heading into the season. But now Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson's already been benched. Like that class is have running into some problems. Well, who cares about Mac Jones? Don't they need to make, I know you guys think you're going to build your team around Bill Belichick. <laughs> per yes, our discussion yesterday, yes. they need to make the playoffs. Belichick cannot not make the playoffs two out of three years without Tom Brady. Oh, because this I is think the this Brady is a, versus forget Belichick Mac Jones future. I don't even think they're talking about that right now. I think they're desperate to make the playoffs this year. So what do they have to do to do that? It's going to be a little tough. Uh, where it's funny, and I think I'm different than you, I don't worry about Buffalo making the playoffs. The rest of their schedule gets much, much easier. Yeah, but the expectations are so high. They're trying to get home field advantage. Um, do wow, you think yeah. there's – what's the pressure on – I think Dallas is pretty good. I think even if they drop this game, it'd be surprising. It'd be shocking. Mm. But then again, Dallas is right there with your Eagles, of course, for the NFC East. But I think a lot of people believe it's Dallas, the Philadelphia Eagles, the San Francisco 49ers are the three best teams. You can't drop a game to the Giants. Right. Um, I mean, yes. you, you can afford yes. to, I guess, but you, that would be a bad look. Guarantees you're going to go on the road. I yeah. mean – 
the Cowboys, it's all about the look. They win a game and the entire sports world turns their focus to them. They lose a game, the entire sports world turns their focus <laughs> to them. True. So there is always <laughs> a lot of pressure just because of that star, especially in a standalone game uh, and the tradition of Thanksgiving. But uh, you know what team you left out? And you have to admit, they're almost like an asterisk. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, in the NFC, yeah. Yeah, because the NFC, yeah, you have those top three, but nobody has the Giants. I don't think there's a lot of pressure on the Giants. Am I crazy? I understand what you're talking about with the Commanders coming up. But if the Giants don't make the playoffs this year, is that is that a big deal? Uh, yes, because I think that the expectations have now changed. But how can they? They're, They're off to a 7-3 and three start. I, I know. You've gotten the fan base excited here. But they proved that everyone's talking about their easy schedule. Then they lose at home to Detroit. <laughs> I know. So they're, who's, what are the wins? If they're going to lose that one, who actually Detroit's a much improved team, there's just no gimmies anymore for this team because they, they're not balanced. They're run, 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 and that is it. And that's what they're going to have to be because if Daniel Jones is passing for like more than you oh. know 25 times a game, then you know you are off the game plan. Well, so Andrew Thomas, as I said, did not practice her left tackle. Evan Neal is out. Yeah. I mean, you cannot let Micah Parsons on national TV, and that guy gets up for the camera. Of course. Oh, it's going to be ugly. It'll be a feast, as they say. Well, I, but Daniel Jones, it's not, Daniel Jones is fast. Stay with me on this. He's fast, but not elusive. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's big and tall. Yeah. Like when he gets going, he can like top out at like 20 miles per hour. Like they did a stat, I remember yeah. one uh, Monday night against the Eagles when the turf monster got to him and he tripped right before the, the end zone. He was like up to 20 miles an hour. That's amazing. It's like Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, he. I feel like his best run is when he actually is trying to pass the ball and he runs eight yards and out of bounds. He's <laughs> okay. not doing Lamar where he starts juking guys left and right. Yeah. You know, uh, the other part too is for the Lions, if they win this game, you're starting thinking about maybe the Lions have a chance to make the playoffs. Yes. Now, how many wins do they have right now? They're four and six. Yeah. They they played really well. Wouldn't that be funny if Jared Goff is basically back in Detroit and they keep running the same team back? I think the odds of that are small, right? Yeah. I, I think this is a, you know, it's a tough game. If Buffalo is not screwed up by that snowstorm yeah. and the short week and the travel, the fallout, yep. They have a lot of advantages here. I know it's hard for you to be optimistic about your team, but give me, you have a really good sense of how they're going to play every week. What do you expect here? I'm, I'm working on my pick for that game, and I'm a little <laughs> confused because it's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a lot of points, and I mean, I want to give it away. You know, I hate betting on the Bills. Do, do, all right, I'm not asking you to bet, but if a friend called you and said, hey, how do you think I should bet <laughs> on your Bills? A friend, like, his name, name's Rhyme with Shmandrew Shmurloff, maybe. Yeah, say, yeah, just theoretical. Say, uh, just a friend. Yeah, a just hypothetical. a friend. I hate doing this because people are going to put it back in my face if they um, lose. I think they're going to cover. I do. The nine and a half. Okay, so nine and a half seems like a lot to me. I know, though. but you know what? I can see them maybe. I think they're going to play pretty conservatively, just like they did yeah. against the Browns, and I think it, it's going to be enough. Okay. I do. The defense is coming together. Did you know those Lions will storm back to cover at the end in the fourth yeah, quarter? Yeah, you know what? You're so right. That's of what I mean. All the teams, they are such a backdoor cover team. Uh, you know what? Nine and a half, such a, it's such such a, a perfect big, number, it's too. It's such a big number for them. <laughs> Uh, I'm, this is a stay away for me. I, I don't like this one at all. Um, I think you have the right. You know, your own team, I think you have the right to stay away. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I'm more optimistic about the Bills, but I think the Lions are playing much better. I think this line's a little too big because Detroit, they're a real team. I'm sorry that sounds, sounds well, this demeaning is, to say that, no. but they're really a real team. So this is an interesting spot even for the Lions to be in. How often has there been the weekend of the game where you've got Michigan and Ohio State, and the Lions are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. 
It's been a while, right? Uh, probably. I mean, Detroit's made the playoffs. No, they've so. made the playoffs, yeah. but like this has been a while since you have, you know, an undefeated Michigan. We have Ann Arbor's right up the road from Detroit. Right. You know, undefeated Michigan, and you got a big Thanksgiving game where you actually have your starting quarterback playing. Like this is big. Let's get you the have record. A chance. Let's get the Lions Thanksgiving Day record. Because maybe it is not as wonderful a weekend as you're painting it out to be. I think this is it. This is you got. They are be... entering as nine and a half point underdogs. <laughs> no, I get it, but they were underdogs against the Giants last week, and they went in and smacked them around. Yeah, and what's the spread now? Michigan Ohio State is seven and a half. Seven still. and a half right now. Ohio so State is favored. It could also end up being a terrible week in Michigan. Well, let's think positively. It's not. It's, hey, it's not my home state. Well, I already got thing. my Sixers win last yeah, night. I know. I'm good. About that. The extra extra police presence that was needed at the Sixers game last night. Right. Um, the idea, though, that even if Michigan loses, now we're t- making this a Michigan Ohio State conversation. But the idea that maybe if Michigan even loses this game, it's possible they could still get in. Now, a lot of things would have to break right for them. Obviously, USC is going to have to go on a little bit of a downturn. TCU is going to have to go on a bit of a downturn. Well, I don't know. A bit of a downturn means a loss. Losing, right? yeah. So uh, USC with one loss. Notre Dame and Oregon, it's pretty tough. No, I know. It's going to be hard. Uh, TCU, Iowa State, and who's it? Oklahoma State or Kansas State, whoever they get in the Big 12 title game. Yeah, that's very possible. I think Michigan's Michigan's okay, but it's all. This is a dumb thing about college football. What's up? I hate style points. I hate that the quality of I win do matters. Too. But it's a reality because how else are you going to choose when you have teams with the same record? Well, because I assume that if you are picked to be on this committee, right, and you're on the college football playoff yes. committee, I assume the baseline is you're watching the games. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I mean, is that is that wrong? That I assume that you're watching the games, right, that you don't that look mean? at a shocking box score and be like, oh my gosh, I guess uh, I should award more but points to this team. Even if you're the greatest football expert, what does that mean you you watch the games? So what what? Good does that do? So, for example, if you did not watch, let's say, Ohio State-Maryland last week. Yeah. Then you probably think, if you just looked at the final score, you'd be like, oh, well, Ohio State won that game pretty easily. You wouldn't know that it came down to the final minutes they, of the they fourth all quarter. That. I mean, they could see that on SportsCenter. They, they... I'm just saying, that's what that's what I'm talking about But when I mean playing the but watching the games. That's what I'm talking about with style points. That First of all, that game was at Maryland, right? Yeah. And, it's a road game and it's a night game and it's the game of the year for them. I think that all of this is kind of ridiculous. I think that they need to expand because well, they I think are expanding. So that's yeah, yeah. I just think it's so unfair. Whoever is going to get left out this year, it's so arbitrary. TCU a team you like a lot. I yep. think they're if they lose a game, they're probably going to get screwed here, that's and it's it. just not fair. I think that it's going to be over if they lose a game. But the fact that the Ohio State Michigan score, how both teams play, even the losing team, yep. that shouldn't have anything to do with it. You play to win the game, Maggie. Well, thank you. I've heard that once or twice. You before. don't play to win by four touchdowns. <laughs> well, some teams do. I mean, I don't think that's what's going to happen this week. So I took a look at the weather. Um, it looks like I think there's going to be a little bit of rain in the forecast. Mm. Um, if I was reading that correctly, I know we still have several days before the game actually happens, but I'm looking at it and I thought maybe there was some rain in the future. So obviously that definitely changes things. And I think quite frankly, tilts things for Michigan if the weather is really bad. Yeah. I mean, I think Ohio State wants to run the ball as well. I think both T, you know, I, I don't think CJ Stroud is, was the last time he had a huge, huge day anyway. And Michigan's got a good defense. I think Ohio State's going to try and run the ball regardless. I've been at a game in Columbus, been one time. Yeah. 
and it was gray and raining the whole time. And Ohio State just housed whoever they were playing. I don't even remember who it was. So that is not going to... I think it beating Columbus, as Ryan said, I think that's such a huge factor here. Well, no, you're definitely right about yeah. that. They're going to get the home field advantage, no doubt. But I see, I think it's different. Yeah, I'm looking right now, at least at weather.com. Uh, Saturday, high of 46, looks like showers, 43% chance. So, you know, not, not yeah. a given. But I think that... I mean, think about when you're looking at the Ohio State offense. Let's just look at the offensive side. Like, they've had so many injuries to the running back position where we saw last week, what was it, Dallin Hayden, right, who went off for the three touchdowns. But Travion Henderson with Mayan Henderson, Travion, yeah, Travion Henderson, you had. He um, came back last week, right? No, I mean, what, what state is he in? Yeah. Right? Like. I think that Ohio State is really trying to try to get explosive plays with Marvin Harrison Jr. Like that's where their offense has really been special is the ability because of the great wide receivers that they have, especially Marvin Harrison Jr., where they're able to get these explosives. Yeah, but this is a, such a different Ohio State team. It's the first time. When's the last time they had a defense like this? They It's right. a totally different animal. I think that they're, they're going to match up so much better. I saw Ohio State's. Uh, ranking the FBS as 11th against a run. Now, of course, that's a bit a bit skewed because they're probably up by four touchdowns and no one's going to run on them. But I don't think they need to be explosive to win this game. I, I would actually like Michigan in the points because I think what you're painting, and I agree with this, is a close game. I think so. I mean, especially, and especially if there's weather, yeah. but if there's rain, I think that Michigan, who we know wants to run the ball, yeah. not sure about Blake Horm, what his injury status is, but even with McCarthy, the uh, quarterback, they want to run the ball. Like, this is not an offense that's like this air it out, high flying, you know, kind of offense. No. By not by any stretch. No, are you kidding me? Harbaugh, even if they were playing a high school, would slow the game down <laughs> and slog it out. That's what Michigan does. I know. Oh, and they had to like change their identity a little bit too. A couple of years ago, remember that was the story where yeah. because they had lost so many games in a row to Ohio State, it was kind of forced to rethink the whole program. They had to get tougher. They had to, you know, be a grinded out sort of team. That's Mr. Harbaugh. What do you think of the vengeance factor? So Michigan had been boiling up with anger for 20 years, finally got (laughs) to exercise it last year. I wonder if Ohio State is going to have that same sort of revenge factor here on Saturday. Some things that I've been reading coming out of Columbus this week was, and, and throughout the season, is that like Ryan Day, that this was a huge thing in the off season, was like the vengeance for that loss. But you can play it up in the off season, but then you sort of go through your season, yeah. and now I guess they're ramping it up again. Yeah, they're and, leaning into a big time. But it's funny because it's going to have Ohio State and Michigan in the final four. This has been the most non-eventful Big Ten slate for both teams. I, I mean, know. there've been so many garbage games that uh, I, I honestly don't think both teams really have played like they belong there. I think it's a lot of pedigree and brand name. Yep. I mean, Ryan Leaf joined us before. Yeah. He thought the Big Ten, like the fact totally. that Ohio State and Michigan are undefeated and have taken so much of the up the oxygen in terms of the conversation, it's kind of masking the fact that this has not really been a strong conference top to bottom. No offense, Illinois. Yeah, I watched the uh, selection committee show mm-hmm. last night, and Book Oregon gave the most non-coherent answers about why what team was what and they were completely contradictory it does not matter maggie we keep saying this they're going to go with brands and honestly i i think that clemson brand is attractive to them too so i I feel like they buried clemson though behind alabama in the recent rankings yeah but i don't think i don't think that matters because if they get the the acc title game and clemson jumped alabama in the ap ranking which and you think they're not watching that one too so i i think 
Clemson if it comes has to hope to, that North Carolina wins so that when they play in the ACC title game that it means a lot more. But do you think TCU and Clemson, if they're both with one loss, depending on how TCU loses, and Clemson's got that conference title, I think that's a tough one for TCU. I know it's I know strike the schedule. It's not fair is what I say. That's not fair to, to what, play more. Well, I mean, TCU should, should be favored in the conference title game. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe not. No, they I, they'll they'll be favored. I just I mean they were seven point dogs to Texas. But if you don't like, if you're good. somebody who's like you know I can't I don't like style points I don't like style points then TCU my, meanwhile like should get I think credit for how they executed the fire drill last week. But fire drill that was a hundred percent their fault. They did not need the fire <laughs> drill. They had thirty five seconds left and they ran a run play. <laughs> I still don't know why you they can't did that. give them credit for that. Well, the fact that they executed it, I totally give them credit for the that. The fact that they that they needed every second to be a bad Baylor team, a terrible Baylor team, as a matter of fact. The fact that they needed every second to be a very average West Virginia team. The fact that they needed three and a half quarters to be Texas Tech. Style points are not good here. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. You want to talk about Ohio State and Michigan? We want to hear from you. How are you leaning in that game? What do you think the keys to the game are going to be? We told you what we thought in terms of the ground game, in terms of the defenses. We want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, a shocking stat line from last night. What does it mean for one championship hopeful? We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. All right, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving weekend. Maggie, you know I only have one rooting interest in college football this weekend. Besides, really? Yes. You you have 15 teams that you root for. Well, yeah, but none of my guys are really really doing much right now. A lot of injuries. <laughs> it's a lot of future backup quarterbacks is what we're looking at. Yeah, so what I'm really interested in is total chaos. That is all yes. I want. I want the college football playoff committee to be in an impossible situation just because I like the awkwardness of it. And I like to imagine just sitting around and shaking their heads saying, I don't know, what do you got? <laughs> it's so unsatisfying, though, because they have terrible answers to defend their pretty terrible decisions. Well, I mean, the decisions are hard. I mean, basically, yeah. it's a f- very, very flawed system because teams are not playing the same caliber of teams. Well, that's the problem. Like, or But that's I think that's what makes it easy. How is USC behind LSU, a one-loss USC who beat UCLA last UCLA week. UCLA was number 16. Who cares? LS- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best. 
best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You played UAB. What are they ranked? But they don't go week to week. Yeah, that was a uh, a gimme week. You, you're not going to ding Alabama because they play McNeese State. You don't go week to week. No, but that's what's so weird There's about n- it because Alabama actually did go up, right, when they played Austin P. Like, I don't understand this. Like, I just don't understand how USC is not five right now. Why? What's it? First of all, what different? What possible worldly difference does it make? Well, I think it would make a difference because you're like the next. You're the first one well, there. I, because no, I say that because I agree with you. You originally had this take. LSU wins the SEC title game. These people who say LSU is not going to be in it are crazy. I agree. They definitely have. And I'm sorry to USC. I don't. Oh man, that'd be tough if USC won the Pac-12 and LSU won the SEC. I still think it's LSU. What do you think? I think it'd be Georgia would still be in. Yeah. The LSU, they would get, they would put them in. Because if you beat a favorite like Georgia, like that, I yeah, think you're in. That'd jump you over USC. And then whoever wins Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. And then whatever happens with, if TCU's still undefeated, they get in. If not, USC. Man, that'd be tough. But USC's going to, if they, in this scenario, have two very impressive wins under their belt, too. Oh, t- all right. <laughs> now is, you're talking. This is what now you you're getting me interested. All right. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Bob is in Buffalo. Bob, what's happening? Well, you know, I'm getting a little tired of this. USC, uh, TCU, Ohio State, Michigan. They're so good. Put them in the meat grinder and the SEC. We'll see how good they are. You, Bob, I mean? you are you. If I'm not mistaken, Bob, you're our big Alabama fan, right? That's right. Yeah. Wait, I, you're in Buffalo, aren't you? A big Maction guy? I figured you're <laughs> going to make an argument for uh, Miami of Ohio or something. No, no. If, look at <laughs> what do you think the line will be if Georgia plays Ohio State or Michigan? What do you think that line will be? It'll be two touchdowns. Not Ohio State. Maybe Michigan. You, I'll bet you right now. All right, I'll bet you. It's single digits if they do play Ohio State. And mark this down. You, what do you want to bet? I'll bet you. Put a number on it. Uh, uh, we can't bet. <laughs> I don't we think we, we're not allowed to bet how cash, about a, I don't think, house. Bob. But how your about house. A, how, I'll bet your house. It's Ohio State, Bob. Ohio State is the de facto SEC team, the other SEC team. They're just as loaded as all these SEC teams. Really? Then put them in there. Go let them play. Let them play those SEC teams. <laughs> We'll see how good they do. Well, I mean, Bob, well, I mean, we listen. know. Listen, we know realignment happens at the drop of a hat, but we don't have that kind of power around here. I, I think I, I agree with Perloff. I think it'd be more like seven and a half or eight would well, be the line. You, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my phone number <laughs> off the air, and we'll make a bet. Well, you All can right. just call back. How yeah. about that, Bob? I mean, we'll take your number, but you can always call us. We're here eight five five two one two four CBS. Oops, sorry, Bob. I didn't mean to cut you off there, bud. I mean, listen, Ohio State's the only, really the only other team who's had a success in the Final Four, unless I'm missing somebody that's not in the SEC. Clemson. Right. Well, okay, right. But they beat Clemson. I kind of, they're the only non-Southeastern school that's had any success. Clemson and Ohio State. Auburn. Be- no, non-SEC. Oh, non-SEC. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, LSU, Clemson and... Ohio State. And Ohio, Ohio State. State won once. They beat Clemson with Justin Fields. Has there been any other real Oklahoma's run? had some success. Have they won a game? I feel like they won one 
Florida State was that? <laughs> you was really, oh, yeah, you're Florida really State. trailing off there. Sandra. Florida State with Jameis. Was that, that okay? Was that in the Final Four year? I think yeah, that but might. They beat have... Oregon in that first game, so it wasn't like they beat an SEC team. What year did Jameis come out? So he was in the. I know it started in 2014. Yeah, I think that was the first year. I think Florida State Oregon was that first game where Mariota just was. Terrible. No, no, because Ohio State I thought was the first year with Cardell Jones or. Anyway, we'll do some research here. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. I was at Jameis Winston's draft night. I don't remember what year it was. That's sad for me. Uh, Brian 2015 is in Eugene, Oregon. I was going to say 2015. That means nothing now after the fact. Brian, what's up? Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all? Doing great. What do you have on Michigan-Ohio State? Well, first, I got to say, Skull Dutch, you know what I'm saying? The child's all the Oregon listeners out there. But... Speaking of Oregon, I'd like to remind the listeners about what we did last year when we went to Ohio State. Went in there with Anthony Brown, and I'm not talking the Cowboys corner. I'm talking about Anthony Brown, the trash QB we had last year, and we still smacked them. So that being said, I think I'm going to pick Michigan to go and dominate against Ohio State on Saturday. There you hey, go. hey, Brian, what, what's the vibe like now around Eugene after, you know, unfortunately, team is no longer looking at the college football playoff. Is everyone still, like, positive, or what's the what, what's the feeling? Nah, it's pretty sad. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, Brian. I, I've, yeah. What's up? Do you remember uh, Sup With Your Girl, the Oregon-based band? Did you ever listen to those guys? No. The, the guys who sang I Love My Ducks. Do you guys remember that phenomenon? Anyone remember nah. I Love My Ducks? <laughs> Dude, no, you got to Google that. them now. It's the best thing ever. It was this viral video about eight years ago of Oregon fans. And it's a band called Sup With Your Girl. It's the greatest Oregon <laughs> Oregon fan video of all time. For, uh, I got to look it up. No, but the vibe here is pretty sad. I mean, I've been to every game since I have uh, came to Oregon. And after the loss to Washington, it was pretty sad. We, like, everybody rushed out of the, out of the arena and then we all just went. I mean, there was a bunch of parties that were supposed to happen, but everybody just went home and slept, pretty much. Ah, oh, that's sad. I mean, you got to still keep the party going, though, Brian. That's that's bad. That's that's you guys. That's that's your bad. You got to party yeah, away the blues. <laughs> yeah, that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> Brian, but, appreciate the call. Have a great Thanksgiving, bud. And uh, we'll see what happens with your prediction of Michigan over Ohio State. I, sup with your girl? Never sup heard with of your it. girl. I'm pu- I'm having to pull the song. It's called "I Love My Ducks." I don't think there are any curse words in it. It is <laughs> it is going to make your afternoon. Really? Yes, it's that's a big wonderful. Claim. It is wonderful. Is it better or worse than the 76ers uh, win? No, 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 no. This is legit good. This is. Uh, <laughs> Glad you can admit that. And the other thing, it was good. Remember, was it the Oregon strength coach who was the fill your sleeves guy? That was a big thing. Oh, I'll get that too. It's going to make your entire Thanksgiving Day weekend. <laughs> to take the next call. I'm going to get all this. All this right, we're going to filibuster and find a smash hit by "What's Up with Your Girl." Michael's in Las Vegas. Wants to talk about Oregon. Michael, what's up? Hi, you two. I love you guys, Maggie and McLovin. Remember me? Definitely remember you, Michael. What's on your mind? Okay. I just wanted to um, wish you both happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I love thanks. you guys. You guys are, you get better every day, I swear to God. Oh, um, thank you. My theory is for uh, McLevin, because I know he always listens, how Oregon can make the college championship is, I would like to tell you guys, okay, my, my theory. What's the path? Give us the path. It's a rough one. Okay, so Oregon has to be <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> 
<laughs> At least you can Oregon admit it. State, and then they have to beat USC. Yep. A USC has to beat Notre Dame, so they get more points. Yep. So when we beat USC, okay, LSU has to lose to Georgia. I think Michigan has to lose to Ohio State because they're probably the lower ranked. TCU loses to Kansas State. Okay. And Clemson loses to South Carolina because I know they're going to – South Carolina is going to beat Clemson. Remember I told you guys that? Yeah. Live on radio. Yeah. Well, I mean, South Carolina is yeah. good against Tennessee. And that's it. Alabama, that's a rough one, but – But you get the conference title. They, they played – they played Austin P, so they should get penalized for that. No, no, no. I'll tell you, the and, rough one is Michigan. That they're are they really going to put a two loss Oregon yeah, over Michigan, Michigan? Okay, but if, but also TCU is going to lose to Kansas State. So we could, should jump if we don't jump Michigan. We we should jump TCU. I think if you guys remember, like four weeks ago, do you know our last four games are going to be against? Top 25 teams, Washington, Utah, Oregon State, and USC. Yeah, no, you're right. No, I get it, but USC's final games are impressive also. We should have beat Washington. We were were on the 10-yard line on a 20-play drive. I, I wish you guys could go back and look at it. And the center was hurt the whole game, and he snapped it over uh, Bo Nix's head, and it cost him getting a touchdown to win the game. Yeah. I've, it was sad. I'm Michael, I'm sorry. Thank you so much for checking in. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Appreciate it. We'll see if all of your dreams come true. It's a, it's a, that's a rough path for Oregon. It's not yeah, impossible, I mean, but it's, uh, that's tough. Yeah, you got a dream at this time of year. Yes, that's true. All right, so I, we found a little bit of sup with you, girl. Okay. Uh, Mike says there are no curse words, so just play a sample of this Oregon fan base had Actually, they had three. Then there was Return of the Quack. But anyway, please, <laughs> go ahead. Let's hear a little bit of Smash I Love it. My Ducks. I love my ducks. I love my ducks. I love my ducks. I love my ducks. It's going down. It's going down. I love my ducks. I love my ducks. I love my ducks. I love my ducks. I love it. No, I think I got it. Here in Port Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, he says, holy moly. He says, holy moly. Is that my boy, Masoli? Jeremiah Masoli. Yeah, I remember Jeremiah Masoli. He, yeah. he missed out on a great line. I mean, Kate, Clay Thompson could have helped out with a holy cannoli. Here's my boy, Masoli. <laughs> Why, um, you just played the, the chorus. It's an, it's an entire rap, by the way. No, with all I, sorts I of got related. I didn't lyrics. need to hear the rest of that, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, don't. I would not come after stuff with your girl. They I'm were not. a huge phenomenon. I'm not coming. I just, I got the gist is what I'm no, saying. No, you really didn't because you didn't hear the rap part. You just heard the chorus. So I you don't know I how creative. I get the gist. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. Oh, man. I guess I'm going to have to go listen to the whole thing. Now they've got three different songs, Return of the Quack. And what's the third one? Return of the Quack. No, uh, they didn't do that. I think they went on tour. Is that like Return of the Mac? No, it's, uh, it's sub totally unrelated. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> The way you sang it, I thought immediately it might be that. And then when I heard you sang it, I was sing it, I was like, nah, it can't be. No, it's yeah, return it's like Return of the Mac. Okay. I'm pretty sure I haven't listened to it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't we're, have we're it. We're making Sherabiah Masoli references. This has been a minute. 
Yeah, yeah, it's from two, that one's from 2009. <laughs> but those guys actually, I know they go back and perform in Eugene. They're, they're obviously alumni. Oregon, everything about Oregon's awesome. Yeah, it is cool. It's one of my favorite places to visit. Been there a couple times, and it's awesome. Uh, okay, we'll do a little listening party in the break. Maybe we'll go on uh, social media. We'll, if you want, follow us on Twitter at Maggie and Pearl, Instagram Maggie and Pearl off. You can always go to YouTube, search out our names. You'll find us there. We'll do a little listening party with what's up with your girl uh, coming up next, a deeper dive into Michigan and Ohio state with award-winning journalist, John Wertheim. Welcome back to Maggie and Pearl off. Glad to have you on Thanksgiving Eve. Get back to your phone calls in just a moment. See you guys on the phones, but got to take a quick pause because one of our absolute favorite people, just straight up people, Perloff, who we worked with at Sports Illustrated, hand down, hands down is John Wertheim. He's award-winning journalist. He's the executive editor and senior writer at Sports Illustrated. He's a correspondent for 60 Minutes. He's also the executive producer of a docuseries called Rivals, which basically chronicles famous rivalries and gets into the psychology behind it. John, thanks so much for joining us today. Congrats on the docuseries uh, Rivals tonight. The Michigan-Ohio State episode airs at 11 p.m. on Big Ten Network. How you been, John? Oh, that's such a nice intro. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel bad taking up your time when we could talk uh, Zach Wilson and World <laughs> Cup. Um, how are you guys? Doing? Oh, we can get like to all times. that. We can get to all that. If you've got a thought on Zach Wilson, we want to hear it. But first with Ohio State, Michigan, because the the documentary, the docu series is awesome. It goes through famous rivalries. What makes Ohio State and Michigan unique amongst all of the other rivalries that you looked at? I, I think some of it is the history. They've been doing this for for more than a hundred years. Uh, you know, same. We'll see. We'll see if it holds with new playoff formats and um, going forward. But you know, every. Saturday, Thanksgiving weekend, for more than a century, these two teams have played. I think some of it is the proximity that you have these two schools, and they're a couple hours away from each other, same conference, neighboring states. The states are actually fairly similar, and yet there is this real tribalism, as there so often is in rivalry. And this is, you know, this is the first in in a series. I mean, this actually started with sort of the, the Federer Nadal documentary we did a few years ago, and it was like, okay, here are these individual athletes, but let's let's apply this to sports and then team sports. And we thought, you know, what what better way to kick this off than with Ohio State, Michigan? John, I, you know, one of the things you do so well is you put things in sort of societal frames. So in the documentary, you talk about sort of, I don't know, divisions among Americans. Is it healthier to work it out on the football field in Columbus, Ohio? I mean, I think I know the answer. Or do you get into some of the negative tribalism that you see in other parts of our country? You know, at its core, like rivalry and competition should be awesome, right? Why don't we like monopolies? Because they thwart competition. And why do we like democracy and two-party democracy? Um, Competition brings out the best in us. It's really healthy. It leads to ideas. Um, in sports, I mean, this is empirically like the social science. Dave Epstein will tell you that um, the best performances come when the opponent is a rival and not just a normal conference opponent. You know, Ohio State empirically will play better against Michigan and vice versa than they will against Purdue and Minnesota and Iowa. Um, the flip side is that rivalry, and you're right, we we see this in uh, arenas other than sports. Rivalry leads to tribalism, and rivalry at, at its most extreme leads to war, and rivalry can get really ugly. I, I think, you know, honestly, doing this project 
I think you, you, you know, Michigan fans hate Ohio State, and whoever beats Ohio State is their favorite team that week, and vice versa. And they have the bumper stickers, you know, only Satan lets their kid go to Ann Arbor. And all. <laughs> but I, I think, like, at the end of the day, and I think I got this, um, you know, talking to athletes, but also fans, I, I think there's at some level this recognition that we are better for the existence of this rivalry. And, and I may hate Ohio State more than any other team, but deep, deep down, I kind of am glad Ohio State exists and vice versa. And I think that's something that you mm. know, probably we could all stand to uh, pause. Uh, you know, I, mean, <laughs> I, I think at, at some level, like, we, we don't want to live in a, a one-party country. I mean, it's, at some level, they get it in Columbus and they get it in Ann Arbor that I can put up my bumper sticker about how much I hate Ohio State. But at the end of the day, I kind of realize I benefit for the existence of this rivalry. I kind of like that it exists. I'm kind of glad this isn't just a normal – Big Ten game the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. That's something that I think, um, you know, is it's a little gentler in sports than it is in the country at large right now. Yeah, I mean, I love Michigan, Ohio State. I have no connection to either state. But today on SportsIllustrated.com, I'm reading our buddy Michael Rosenberg warning us that an expansion to the 12 playoff teams is going to kill all the rivalries, including Ohio State-Michigan. Do you buy that, John? You know, it, it's funny. I, I had thought about that in terms of the transfer portal. Mm. And, you know, if, if you can only, you know, if, if you're basically doing one-year shopping or, or if you're not just winning games against your rival but you're poaching their roster, what does that do to a rivalry? But, no, I mean, I, I would happily, you know, feel free to watch this documentary, but as long as we're plugging, feel free to read Rosenberg's column because I think it's a really good point. If I'm the Big Ten and if I'm college football in general – these rivalry games are so different and so important, and they're important for the fans and the players, and there's all sorts of cool research about you know, the athletes' testosterone levels and saliva levels. It's different for rivalry games <laughs> than it is for regular games. I mean, these games really – I mean, it's, it's fun. And you know, like, like Pearl, yeah, like you said, like you and I who don't have any real connection still will watch them just because they're rivalry games. I mean, I would be really careful not to mess with this. But, yeah, I mean, if they, if they play no times a year, it's tragedy. But I would say if they play twice a year, that's not great either. Um, if I'm Kevin Warren in the Big Ten, I am really uh, treating these with care because rivalry games are really special. It's a great documentary. It's Rivals. It's a docu-series. Tonight, uh, 11 p.m., Big Ten Network. You can watch it. John Wertheim is the executive producer. Also a correspondent for 60 Minutes. John, you got a lot of jobs. But it was great recently to see your sit-down with Deion Sanders while we're talking about college football. That was a cool interview uh, that you guys did. When you talk to Dion, now the question is like, you know, what's he going to do after Jackson State? Did you give it an idea of sort of, what Dion wants to accomplish in college football as a coach beyond just winning. Like what does he want to accomplish in college football? I think he's really bought in. I mean, I, you know, I mean, we, we approach these things with skepticism covering sports and covering college sports. And we all know coaches say one thing today and another thing tomorrow. I think this whole HBCU is more than he bargained for. Um, he Obviously, didn't didn't go to one. He, did, he played at Florida State. Ironically, and we get, I don't think we got this in the story. He actually got his college degree for, from Talladega, from an HBCU. So I, I think there's an extra bit of loyalty there. And then obviously, you know, his his son's the quarterback. He has another son that's on the team, and then his daughter is actually a freshman on the Jackson State basketball team. I think that is a bit of a pull. 
And I, you know, I mean, we, we all know how the story goes if we're all scripting this for Hollywood. And he, he builds up this beleaguered program and the funds come in. And they get to compete with Alabama and win the big game. I'm not sure that's how the story is going to break, but I, I'm also not sure that he is just going to hopscotch to the first program that comes along and says, where do you want the, you know, where, where do you want the Brinks truck backed up? Uh, here's, here's $6 million. I mean, I, I think there might still be a few more seasons for Dion and Jackson. By the way, John, I have so many ways to pull you into World Cup or Zach Wilson because you have. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. we started. Let's, you introduced let's us hear to both. The, the concept of face drafting. Zach Wilson's easy on the eyes. Yes. I wonder if he was face drafted. <laughs> John, uh, that was your idea. Yeah. It was, was do so you think good. that's why the Jets, uh, you know, the, the theory is when teams look at quarterbacks and for some reason they draft the good looking ones or the symmetrical faces? What is it, John? <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. There's this correlation between the you know players that objectively rate high in looks, but you know the the irony is that um, it's not about throwing tight spirals. It's tied to leadership qualities and leadership characteristics. So uh, <laughs> might I'm, not I'm be not, Zach Wilson. Theory, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think our, our theory may uh, crumble a little bit on uh, on that dimension. You also wrote a book, Glory Days, about 1984, and the impact. Part of it was the impact of that Summer Olympics. I was wondering what your take is on this idea of sports washing and Qatar having now the World Cup and the Live Golf Tournament. Can can sports transform basically, the, I don't know, where a nation stands among nations? Um, you want my hot take? Do we have time? You, you got T- two and a half what, minutes. <laughs> all right. T- tell me what you think of this. I mean, I don't think a lot of people knew anything about Qatar uh, six months ago, right? They knew it was in the Middle East and they... You know, you know, it's, they, they knew very little. It's where Al Jazeera was based, not much. What do we know now that, you know, they, they stripped beer sales uh, 48 hours before the doors open. There's a rough human rights record. There's 7,000 foreign workers that died building their stadiums. And there's some, you know, anti-LGBT, you know, you can't wear a rainbow attire. Is, is this really, like, are, are people, is, is this really sports washing? Is this really uh, sort of using sports to sanitize and to burnish an image? I mean, I, I feel like if the goal of this was to normalize and liberalize and get tourism and diversify the economy, I, I'm not sure this has been a big smash hit for Qatar. Um, and, you know, I mean, the, the amount of money that the you know, other countries, Saudi Arabia, for example, I mean, the, the, the Sochi Olympics committed to sports, to sort of use sports as this tool of soft power is astounding. And if you're going to liberalize a country, I suppose sports is a good place to start. But I I wonder if after this World Cup, this whole idea doesn't get reconsidered, because I'm not sure, at least from where I stand, this has done a whole lot to make Qatar look like an appealing place to uh, do business or go on vacation. You know, John, it's so interesting, and I don't want to be like trite about the fact that so many terrible things have happened in Qatar. You mentioned the migrant workers, but it does it all distill down to a cliche we use all the time, which is all publicity is good publicity. Like you mentioned, the fact that most people were not familiar with Qatar. Now we are. Just the fact that we are, even if it was not has not been a great introduction, does that mean they've achieved a goal? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that the goal is c- come invest, c- come invest in our economy, and come here, uh, bring your tourism dollars. Yeah. I mean, to me, to me, it's also just um, you know, there, there's there's a price for everything, and t- t- Tiger Woods can't be bought for seven or 800 million. Other players can for a lot less. And I mean, I, I do think I'm sympathetic to the PGA 
tour where the, you know, the, the, the basically said, listen, I, I can't compete in this playing field. If, if you don't care about your P&L statement and if you have this kind of money to throw around, it's not a fair fight. And it's, it's sort of been interesting from, you know, from FIFA to you know, p- pick a name on yeah. the PGA Tour. It's sort of been interesting to see who's made the move and who hasn't. John, appreciate this so much. Tonight, Big Ten Network at 11 p.m. You can watch Rivals docuseries on Ohio State and Michigan. John, you're the absolute best. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. It was a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Have a good holiday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.